Welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. Peter, hold that up again. What is it? I, that is Peter Moylan. This is my Amazon find for the week. And it does what? It holds either. And that is Maddie Mass, our captain, our producer. Looks like he's at a beach. Is that a sand dollar above your head? Yep. I'm in so, uh, Cape Cod for the week. Wait. So, okay. What? So, Peter, if you're just listening to this on podcast form, Peter's like holding. Oh, is that how you mount a baseball on That's a wall? That's how you can mount a baseball on the wall and or hold on. Oh, send me that linky. Please. Same tool. Wait. I'm taking a video of this. And as a little added feature. If you can just see the, the baseball stitches on there. There's baseball stitches on there? On the front. The, wow. Oh, there. I can't. <gasps> okay. Send me the link. Okay. So that in this week's episode of Amazon Finds by Peter, there you go. And this is uh, a bat by Eric Kinski. So shout out to Ski. Hope everything's going well in Arizona. How's everybody doing? How, so, Pete? so good. Office is looking great. Thank really, you. truly, you've crushed the backdrop. Spent a lot of time on that this week, actually. So, have you I've, always been in the corner? No. So, this okay. is what I've, this is what's changed. I bought the desk from upstairs. I bought the desk from upstairs, downstairs. It's a much bigger desk, mm-hmm. which allows me a lot more freedom and space. Mm-hmm. But it also allows me to go into the corner, so I can show off uh, Bobby Cox, obviously, mm-hmm. the 2010 Bravos, which could have been the most chemistry driven team in, in mm. history of major league baseball okay obviously we've seen the tickets from the wbc baseballs yep. bobbleheads chris medlin here we go i just i love that we have now both the shelf and the wall yeah that's phenomenal phenomenally yeah. done by you maddie Thank you. um you're in cape cod sand dollar above your head yep what's a sand dollar you collect them as a child they're like flat circular things that have something inside and if you shake them they make noises maddie will you tilt your camera up so peter can see your massive sand dollar they're like in the ocean and like when you're a kid you collect them are they like a form of starfish or something i don't know if they're alive i think they are alive sometimes not a baseball Um, pod at the moment either but if you shake (laughs) if you shake this if you shake the sand dollar there's shaky things in it. Right. Anyway, um, I'm in Los Angeles. Congratulations. Uh, we will be back here in um, like 12 days with John Boy Media uh, for the All-Star Game. And Trevor Plouffe will be in the outfield during the Home Run Derby. Is he going to be in the outfield outfield or in the bleachers bleachers? Well, I mean, y'all were y'all were man in the concourse last year. That was tough. Yeah, but LA is a little different. There's no concourse in LA. Oh so yeah, it was in Denver. Spot. I forgot we were in Denver. Yeah, I don't know where our tickets are. Um, yeah. But we will also be doing um, the watch party for the All Star mm-hmm. Game, like we did in Denver last year, where we rent out a really sick venue. Um, I think the tickets are going. I think the tickets will be on sale when this episode is out. Um, but it was really cool. I mean, like. Jimmy and Jake will obviously be there. Plouffe will be there. Chris Rose will be there. Joe's will be there. Every single person from John Boy Media is going to be there. Um, And it's just like a really chill hangout at a cool place. So, and there's, we bring a lot of merch and stuff that we give away to the VIP guests and stuff. Um, It's a really fun event. So if you guys are going to be in LA for the all-star game, just make sure you're um, looking out for those tickets if you're interested in that event. And if not, 
you will not miss us at the home run derby because I, sh- I am sure we will all be in matching outfits. Have we, do we have any, Matt, have you got any indication of what they may look like at this point of the year? Yeah, I've seen them. <gasps> Are they cool? Can you give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I know it's going to be a thumbs up, but can you give us a personal opinion as to where you would rank them based on last year's jerseys? Way better than last year. <gasps> Are they, what color? You can't say that. Ooh. Oh. Well, how am I supposed to pick shoes? 12 seconds later. Awesome. I like it. Okay. I like it. I like it. I mean. While, while we are in Los Angeles, you guys, um, the draft is going to be taking place. So this episode, we just want to get you ready for the draft because we've talked about this so many stinking times, but like the draft now more so than ever is important because we are seeing these guys at a rapid pace. So some of these guys you will literally be seeing on a big league roster next year. So these are some names um, for you guys to know the draft is uh, July 17th, 18th, 19th. It's in Los Angeles during the all-star game festivities. Um, There's 20 rounds, just like last season. It was 40 rounds as recently as 2019. That's a whole nother topic that if we want to get into, we can, but um, and then the draft order is obviously determined by the previous season standing. So Orioles have the top overall pick who are actually having not a bad year. Um, and the Mets have two picks as compensation since Kumar Rocker did not sign in 2021. Kumar Rocker will be eligible in this draft. Yes, sir. Do we think that was the ploy <laughs> to get two picks this year? I mean, that okay. it just felt like it felt like a, a, a bad deal from the get go for some reason with those two. Did Kumar deny being hurt whenever the Mets said something came up in his physical or whatever it was that they said why they didn't sign him? I can't remember. I can't remember how it all went down. I just know that from the get-go, it didn't feel like they were going to get a deal done for some reason. And that was like from the minute they picked him at 10 or whatever it ended up being, you felt like there was never a chance for the two to meet. And I don't know if that was the Scott Boris effect or I don't know what that was, but it just felt like there was just a bad energy with that whole deal from the very start. Um. So I don't know, but, but for whatever reason, and this could totally be wrong, but for whatever reason, I feel like I remember him arguing that he was hurt. And then he did end up getting that shoulder surgery in September and he's been pitching in the frontier league. Um, And Maddie's been posting a lot of updates on our farm to fame Twitter from his outings. He's looked pretty good so far. The last outing I think was the longest he won. He went five, huh? And a bit five. And I think he got five and two thirds, five and a third. But he said that they said the velo's up. The only thing missing is a bit of movement. Um, it was 94 to 98. Breaking pitches were okay. Uh, but they said there wasn't the same movement that he had when he was in Vandy. Now, that honestly could just be the difference in baseballs. I'm not sure. But uh, I think his stock is lifting. I don't think it's – I think we'll still see him draft in the first round. So this was the tweet that Maddie sent out. Kumar Rocker picked up his first professional win in the Frontier League just 16 days before the MLB draft. Five innings pitched, two hits, no runs, no earned runs. One run, one walk, seven Ks on 69 pitches. We love to see that. Um, currently ranked as 38, as the number 38 draft prospect, which would have him going in that compensation round in the first round unless he moves up. But yeah, I mean, exactly what you just said. Buster only tweeted out um, MLB evaluator on Kumar Rocker, who is, who is seen recently. I don't know if there's any such thing as a minor shoulder surgery. I've never heard of that, but he has great breaking stuff. Fastball 94, 98, not a lot of movement. Just like you said, definite first rounder, um, probably back fa- 
back half of the first round. So we'll see if he moves up. Um, Hold on. How do, first of all, you've never heard of minor shoulder surgery? That's what this MLB evaluator said because they said they called it a minor scope on the right yeah. shoulder in September. And teams were just informed recently of that. Mm. Um, what is minor scope surgery? Is that like for um, keyhole? Like they just go in their keyhole and just go in there and like trim up something that's that's a mess. I I had three at one time, so to clean up my shoulder when I was getting my bicep tenodesis. So it was kind of one there, one there, one there, and they just went and sort of just trimmed and and cleaned and 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 manicured. It was almost like they were trimming my hedges in there. Because all my all my rotator cuff and labrum were so so shredded that they just had to just try and clean it up as much as best they could. And once you get that, you can come back 100. percent It has no effect on. Girl, I'm still throwing. I mean, I know that's hard right to say. I know that's hard to say, but like, does it well, does this? it hurt okay, you so in the long run? When, when I first, when I just to give you an indication, when I first came here, my velocity fastball velocity was higher than what it is right now. Uh, sorry, it was higher than what it was for the for the rest of my career. After I had my first Tommy John, my average fastball velocity was around 90 miles an hour. Okay. And it stayed consistent from basically 2008 right the way through to 2018. So okay. that was through back surgeries, shoulder surgeries, elbow surgeries. Okay. I was always able to get back to that sort of, that was my, my benchmark. Okay. Very nice. So anyway, that's Kumar Rocker. Um, but we want to get in. Well, let me read. So the, the first 10 picks will be the Orioles, the D-backs, the Rangers, the Pirates, the Nationals, the Marlins, the Cubs, the Twins, and the Royals. And the and the Rockies. That was go. only nine. Colorado Rockies. And um, and then teams will obviously, like in the Rockies situation, losing Trevor Story, guys who lost someone who had the, um, what's it called? The qualifying offer will get their extra pick anyway okay Com- compensation pick yep in the round not, in that not to be mistaken with condensation what's that from maddie can you hear those dogs yeah i have four dogs here right now we're babysitting chris medlin's dog our neighbor's dog and my two dogs <laughs> so there's four dogs upstairs right now going absolutely bananas anyway the we're gonna get into the top 10 picks which is brought to you by DraftKings. Yes, it is time to step up to the plate, everybody, mm. with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official mm. sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $150 um, in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. So if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday this baseball season, head mm-hmm. over to DraftKings, put some money on a same game parlay, and you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like uh, which team will win, total runs, extra innings, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So right now, if your same game parlay doesn't hit, you can get a free bet back up to $10. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Uh, my favorite parlays to look out for when there are uh, two strong pitchers on the mound, mm-hmm. take the uh, under on the runs being scored. And then whichever pitcher you like best, bet on them to record some strikeouts. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
Use promo code JOHNBOY. New customers can make any $5 MLB bet and get $150 in free bets, no matter what. Promo code JOHNBOY, only at DraftKings. An official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. One guy who's going to be seeing more than 150 bucks is Andrew Jones. Not mm-hmm. Andrew Jones, Drew Jones. Is this, I wonder if his, his first name has to be Andrew. Drew, Drew Jones, the son of one of the greatest center fielders of all time, Andrew Jones, as you know by now, is projected to go first overall in this year's draft. He is also an outfielder. He um, went to Wesleyan High School, which is a Class A private school in Georgia. They won the state title this year. Um, he is 18 years old. He's 6'4", 180. He's a monster. I Dude, met him the other day. 18. Oh, you met him the other day. I met him the other day. We were at the we were at uh, Truist, and I okay. shook his hand, and he's a man. He looked me eye to eye, and I was like, this kid's a stud already. You can just see the athleticism pouring out of him. Everything he does, grabbing a plate to go get some food. I was like, man, that's the best plate grabbing food I've ever seen. He's ridiculous. And if you're 18, you still can grow. And he's 6'4". And he's obviously going to put on some weights and muscle. Um, And he could pitch too, by the way, just just so just in case you didn't hit on that. He was also 10 and 0 or 10 and 2 or something with a one something. I don't think I knew that. Yes. Um, He was committed to Vanderbilt um, as a courtesy. And um, (laughs) he won Gatorade's Georgia High School Player of the Year for 2022, which is a big deal. Um, Scouts say he's a five-tool potential in center. He has five-tool potential in center field, very similar to what we saw from Andrew Jones. Um, Very fast, elite runner, capable of beating out left-side grounders, well above average arm strength, regarded as the best defensive player in the 2022 draft. All checks out. I'll be honest with you. Okay. I'm going to talk about another guy who's, I tried to find his dad's bat that he signed to me, but I couldn't find it in my barrel of bats. Uh, I just met this guy. Yeah. Jackson Holiday, son of former St. Louis Cardinal, Colorado Rocky great, Matt Holiday, and absolute beast in the weight room, Matt Holiday. If you ever wanted to get scared, have the Colorado Rockies come in and play your home team and then go into the home weight room and watch that guy doing some sort of workout that you've never seen before. And, He was 40 at the time too, so it was frightening. Anyway, his son seems to be pretty good as well. Shortstop, second base, and outfield from Stillwater High School in Oklahoma. He's he's 18 years old, 6'1", 175 pounds, regarded as one of the best hitters in the draft. Listen to these numbers. Gatorade Oklahoma Prep Player of the Year. (laughs) He broke JT Realmuto's national high school record for hits in a season with 89 hits in 40 games. He hit 685 with a 7.49 on-base percentage, a 1.3 <laughs> slug, and a 2.1 OPS. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he's obviously maybe going to uh, – he's going to sign. So he's going to get some big-time money, and he's going to sign. But uh, his dad is a voluntary coach at OSU, so and his uncle is a coach at OSU. So he may go there, but I'm taking the cash. So – you said Matt Holiday's a former Rocky. We had him on our broadcast in Miami. I don't know why they were in Miami, um, but he came in the booth for a little bit and his, his son Jackson was sitting like in the row behind the camera. Well, um, good looking kid. Um, good looking family. Hair everywhere. 
yeah, good looking family. Um, but Matt Holiday was in the booth and he was saying how, you know, these teams are coming into their house or whatever for these for these pre-draft meetings or to meet the team or whatever. And that he's asking these teams questions that's, his, that Jackson is like, dad, stop, because it'll be a team who's like not winning. And Matt will be like, what's your plan? Like, what are you what are you doing? Like, I don't want my son in an organization that's going to continuously lose. Like, what is your plan? What's your five year plan? Are you going to be winning in the near future? And Um, I guess Jackson sometimes has to like kick him out of the room because Matt's asking like really tough questions, but like Matt gets it. Matt. So he should. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's Matt is still just, and he was saying that he, if he said that if he was training, he feels he could still play, especially with the DH. Um, I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Projected to go third overall is another Georgia guy. Not a Georgia guy. He goes to IMG, and I thought he went. I thought he was from Georgia because IMG plays in Georgia sometimes. Elijah Green. Um, he's an outfielder. He has pitched in high school as well as Drew Jones. He went to IMG Academy Powerhouse in Florida. He's 18, 6'3, 225. 45 pounds more than Drew. Um, he is the son of NFL Pro Bowl tight end Eric Green. He was committed to Miami, regarded as one of the top pure athletes in this draft. Um, he has rare speed and power. Um, he struggled slightly against high velo, but strong com- compact swing with ability to drive balls to all fields. He's an elite runner, can steal bases, cover a ton of ground in the outfield, obviously. Uh, scouts see him as a plus one in center field, but could potentially outgrow that position. We might see him in the corner positions. So, Elijah Green, unit, 6'3", 225. Tamara Johnson is a monster also. Second baseman from Mays High School in Georgia. Go ahead. I was saying he's fourth overall. Oh. Projected. Well, I don't want to get into the numbers because that, that's questionable where they're projected right now. Who's, totally. Who's, but we're yeah. reading these in order for okay. like a reason. But okay, we don't okay, have to okay. point it out every time. But like, right. just know that they're being read. I thought you were like, I have a question and you were doing it with four fingers instead of one. It was like, excuse me, I have a question. Um, (laughs) I have four questions, actually. (laughs) Anyway, Tamar Johnson, second baseman from Mays High School in Georgia. Everybody's from Georgia, apparently. Mm. 18, 5'10", 175. He's committed to Arizona State. Uh, He's elite contact hitter. Handles fastballs and off-speed with superb plate discipline. Plays shortstop in high school, but he's probably going to get moved over to second base. A little bit of an arm issue. Uh, But some... Scout said, now take this with a grain of salt. He's a combination of Wade Boggs plate discipline and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Sorry, Vladimir Guerrero Sr.'s bat to ball skills. So it might be the greatest hitter that's ever come out of Georgia, if that's the case. Uh, Brooks Lee projected to go next. He's a shortstop um, out of Cal Poly, where his dad is the head coach. He's 21 years old. He's 6'2, 205. This is our first college guy. he was drafted in 2019 in the 35th round by the Giants. He's a switch hitter, uh, missed a lot of 2020 um, with injuries. He was named the Co-West Big Player of the Year in 2021. He hit slash 342, 384, 626. People are saying without question, he's the best college bat in the draft. Um, they say otherworldly bat to ball. He almost never strikes out. Which is premium, um, by the way, at the moment. Yeah. Better than average power. We could see a move from shortstop to third base. Um, and that is Brooks Lee. Strong name. Nice. Kevin Parada. He's a catcher at Georgia Tech. Hey. 20 years old, 6'2", 197. Very specific. I would have just gone with 200, but that's okay. 
2020 unselected strong committed what 2020 mm. unselected really so he committed to georgia tech he was initially kind of projected as one of the top high school catchers um but i think we may we might have talked about this because it was only the five rounds in 2020 right yeah i mean it was a shortened draft plus he made it very clear that he was intending to go to georgia tech so teams kind of passed okay uh finalist for the golden spikes award this past season Mixed defensive reviews, solid receiving, but needs to improve on his arm strength. Only caught 12% base stealers this year. Uh, strong hit. I set Georgia Tech record with 26 homers this spring. Projected to be a 280, 300 hitter with 25 home runs. It's really good from a That's like a JT mm-hmm. Real Muto type right yeah. there. Uh, and runs really well for a catcher too. So Kevin Parata. And something, an assumption that I'm making here um, is Georgia Tech is very difficult academically very difficult to get into so i love that he's a catcher and that he's at georgia tech because that makes me think that um he probably has really high he's probably a smart guy sharp dude probably has a really high baseball iq um matt Wheaters, joey bart they're yeah. all that that's all from the same right matt Wheaters went to georgia tech joey bart went to georgia tech did he did joey bart go to georgia tech Am I talking out of my ass? A little bit of both, regardless of the answer. Uh, yeah, Joey Bart, yeah. Hey! <laughs> oh, college knowledge! College knowledge from Peter Moylan today. Where's Joey Bart from? He's from Buford, Georgia? Yeah. Buford's a powerhouse, too. And yeah, but... Um, Matt Weeder's also Georgia Tech. Wow. Hey. Pete. Trivia questions. I'm just making up answers. You guys are figuring out the questions. We're doing Jeopardy backwards. <laughs> but Georgia Tech is like known for exact academics. So anybody who can get into Georgia Tech has to be really sharp. So you kind of like that from a catcher. Um, number seven. Oh, I love that I landed on this. <laughs> Jacob Berry. Jacob Berry. <laughs> uh, LSU. My Tigers. Um, outfield third baseman. He went to Arizona, transferred over to LSU with his head coach, Jay Johnson. He's 21 years old, six foot, 212 pounds. His dad, Perry, stop it. Was his dad's name Perry Berry? Mm-hmm. What is his dad's real, first name really Perry? I don't know. Perry Berry. I, I can't confirm. But if it is, that's wow. Um, he was in the minor leagues with the Astros. Jacob Berry is a switch hitter. He was national freshman of the year in 2021 at Arizona. He hit 352 with 17 home runs. He led the Pac-12 in extra base hits, total bases, RBI. Um, yeah. His dad's full name is Perry J. Berry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. His parents didn't like him very much. I mean, I would have loved to be in on that decision making yeah. process that's you don't think it sounds eerily similar to our last name no <laughs> okay i kind of thought that this was written in the slide as a joke right. okay um he's great from both sides of the plate um positioning kind of seems to be up in the air a little bit he spent most of his freshman season as a dh he played just nine of his 63 games in the field at third um he's looked okay i'm right but good chance he ends up at first I don't think that anybody's going to be drafted as a DH, but like, that's obviously always a situation now, but uh, great at the dish. Good team leader. Go Tigers. 
Go Tigers. This next dude is a story to watch. Cam. Another Georgia guy? Are you freaking Collier, kidding me? Third baseman from Chipola Junior College, but wait for the story. He's only 17. That's right. 6'2", 210. Lou Collier's son, he committed to Louisville, was a college high school standout, obviously projected to pick uh, projected top pick in the 2023 yeah. draft, reclassified for the 2022 draft, get his GED, and he went to Chipola Junior College. He's hit 333 with eight home runs in 52 college games as a 17-year-old, also 16 Ks in 11 innings pitched. His low 90s fastball on the mound, chance to be a third baseman, otherwise we'll move to first base or corner outfield. But this is another one of those... I I don't maybe just because you get in, get into the system a year earlier. I think that's what we landed on last time as to why you would do this. But yeah, I mean, I think if you can do it, and you can still be the eighth pick a year early. I'm sold, man. That's awesome. Yeah, this was the story as well because he was initially like top three pick in 2023. Yeah. So people kind of said, why why would you reclassify a year up? He entered this year, I believe, in like 20 to 30s, late first round of 2022 so you're obviously going to lose money from the top three to the latter end of the uh of the first round well his season that he put together this year moved him up back into the top 10 so why not i wonder what the slot difference is can't be much top 10 pick um jace jung Second baseman, went to Texas Tech. He's 21 years old. He's six foot 205. His brother is Josh Young, who was drafted by the Rangers in 2019 in the first round. He's now their number three prospect. Um, he shifted from third base to second base in 2021. He won Big 12 Player of the Year as a redshirt freshman. Good grief. Um, redshirt freshman winning Big 12 Player of the Year. Um, he has more power than Josh, but Josh is more well-rounded. And Jace really has like no true weaknesses at the plate. He has strength to power, strength with power to all fields, but below average speed on the bases, but projected to go ninth overall um, has a good brother. He's a very nice boy. Very nice man. Gentlemen. Gavin Cross. He's an outfielder from Virginia tech 21 hit 369 in 16 games during a shortened 2020 freshman season, then made the all-ACC first team in 2021 with a 1.035 OPS. Beautiful. Projects as above-average hitter with great power. Played center field in spring, but he's better suited for a corner outfield position and probably will be the first Virginia Tech hitter to go in the first round since Dodgers took Franklin Stubbs in 1982. Franklin Stubbs. Franklin Stubbs. How about that? That's the top 10, by the way. Yeah, those are the top 10 projected to go overall. Who do you think is going to be number one? Do you think it's going to be Drew? I don't know because, I mean, like I was telling you guys before that episode, that's before we started taping, the stuff came out this week that he is trying to get the most money that a player has ever gotten in a draft, and the Orioles probably can't. Where was that written? This account that that we follow, we don't know if – we do not know who runs this account, but this guy, it's called MLB Executive Burner, Twitter account. Right. And this guy, it really seems like it's somebody with some intel. Because if you follow him for months on end, some of the stuff he tweets out is like really legit and comes to be true. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I can throw shit at the wall and something will stick. No, you totally could. You totally could. But And we don't know who this guy is. Um, we don't know who he is, but like he, I'm he in. knows I'm his sold. stuff. I am. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on it already. 
But he tweeted out, Drew Jones wants largest bonus in history first overall. That's $8.5 million, and he could ask for full slot. There's a relationship with Orioles, Brass, and Holiday family that goes back years. If Holiday will take, say, $7.8 million, it becomes a bit of a no-brainer. Most trust Holiday's bat more. Wow. So he, this guy follows me, and I follow him. So MLB executive burner? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't yeah. follow me, but I follow him. He will after this episode. But I mean, like, yeah, you look at who follows him and it's a bunch of like, it's David O'Brien. It's our play by play guy. It's a lot of like yeah. beautiful media people. Um, but yeah, I mean, he like he's tweeting out stuff like Kuma Rocker is in play at 13, 15, 17, 17 plus, plus 23. 22 and- <laughs> it's right. like, how does he know this stuff? Um, but like well, he could just make it up, too. And then if like I could say I could be like, hey, Kels. I just heard that uh, Dansby Swanson is about to sign a five-year, $185 million extension. Dang, how'd you, that's how'd good you hear for that? Dansby. Great for Dansby. I don't think it's going to Yeah, we don't know who this guy is, but um, who knows? I'm a, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. There's some guy, pasta so, I mean. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure. Um, okay. Wow. Let's get into the rest of the first round. And that is brought to you by the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. Some of those guys can be playing there. Um, did you know that the Rail Riders, the Yankees AAA affiliate team, plays only about two hours from Yankee Stadium? Take the trip to check out the Baby Bombers in action at PNC Field. They've got lots of great stuff happening at the park, like an awesome fireworks show every Friday get Drink deals on Tuesday and Thursdays, WAG and Wednesdays, where you can bring your dog to a game and much more. It's a great experience for all ages. You can follow them on any of their social medias at SWB Rail Riders. Um, and this is just like, you guys, the Yankees are really good. <laughs> you can see the Yankees' hot, hottest prospects make their way up to the big leagues. Get your tickets today by going to swbrailriders.com. They have a bunch of cool stuff in their team store. Do not sleep on minor league gear. Um, but like, we talked about this a good bit last week, like go to a minor league game. It's fun. It's easier. Parking's great. Smaller crowds, shorter lines, better drink deals, cheaper food. Um, all true. And especially if you're going to see triple a, like you're like Joe's McFly's Joe's McFly just went, um, to one of the games. Speaking of triple a, just real quick. So the Gwinnett stripers yesterday were flying back from a road trip. They were supposed to fly in at 9am yesterday morning. They didn't land until 5 p.m. They had a 7.05 game that night. Oh, no. They had got a police escort from Hartford Jackson Airport, the hour and 10-minute drive to Gwinnett Striper Stadium. They pulled in at 6.25, got their jerseys on, and went and played. Did they win? I don't remember. I don't. I should probably know that. I feel like that would be a game you win because, like, you don't have time to think. 4th of July. I'm going to check it out. You keep going. Let's go. Um, okay, so this is the rest of the first round. We're just going to point out some of the guys, not all of the guys. So, Justin Crawford, outfielder from Bishop Gorman High School in Nevada, 1863, 175, already taller than his dad, Carl Crawford, who I played with with the Dodgers, unbelievable outfielder and a oh, cool, cool dude. Uh, regarded as one of the best athletes in the class, like his old man. If you've seen this guy play center field, there's no doubt. Uh, near elite speed, thread on the bases, tons, covers a ton of outfield. Projects to be a plus defender in center field and at the plate. It's a bit of a slap hitter right now, but he's obviously going to have very good bat-to-ball skills, but the power will come. He looks like he's not obviously even close to full size yet. So mm-hmm. wait till he gets into a, to the system and gets into a big weight program. And, and I, this oof, this kid's going to be anything. Where's he's committed? Where's he committed, Pete? I don't know. I can't read that. I don't know mm-hmm. how to spell letters. LSU. 
Lissell? What's Lissell? <laughs> Dylan Lesko projected to go 14th overall. Another Georgia guy from the powerhouse of Buford High School. They're like always in the state championship game. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's 18 years old, 6'2", 195. Um, he's the first high school junior ever to claim Georgia National Baseball Player of the Year in 2021 because he went 11-0 and with a .35 ERA and 112 strikeouts in 60 innings fastball tops out at 97 features a good carry up in the strikes features good carry up in the strike zone his changeup is the best in the draft good sideways movement um he has a curveball overall sound delivery with a little effort um smart guy intelligent dude dropped out of the top 10 because he it was heartbreaking he injured his elbow and had to get tommy john and it was a huge deal because he was the best pitcher in georgia and wasn't able to be with you for the rest of the year but he dropped out of top 10 i'm gonna hit on a guy who's projected to go number 99 in the draft because this kid has a hit tool that's been spoken about every single day. It feels like for about the last two months and it's Ivan Melendez. He was drafted in the 16th round of the 2021 draft by Miami, but obviously went back to school. He's 22 years old. Scouts view him as a one tool player, but that tool is a hit tool and we have DHs in both leagues. So this kid needs to get into a system and get raking. But Ivan Melendez had a great year this year. Uh, two seasons at Odessa, Texas, due to JC before transferring to the University of Texas in 2021. Uh, he, fourth year junior, winning the Golden Spikes Award as the top amateur player in the country after hitting 387, 508, and 863, leading NCAA Division I in home runs. 32, a school record, by the way, 94 RBIs and 214 total bases. So that's a great year. But anyway, I just wanted to give him a shout out too. Yeah, and this is a guy we've talked about. Broke the BB Court era record for home runs in a single season. This dude can freaking mash. Mash. Um, and we saw a lot of these guys that we're not going to really talk about in the postseason. Georgia, Jordan Beck was at number one, Tennessee. Um, Cade Horton was in Omaha with Oklahoma. Peyton Graham was in Omaha with Oklahoma. Um, Drew Gilbert was with Tennessee. Brock Jones was in Omaha with Stanford. Cooper Jerpy, Herpy, however you say it. Um, I wouldn't say Herpy, but. Was he in Omaha with Oregon State? Um, Kumar Rocker, we discussed at the top of the show. Uh, Landon Sims is a guy projected to go in the second round or maybe the first conference, whatever round. Um, he's projected to go 44th overall. Mississippi State right-handed pitcher. Um, another Georgia guy, he had a chance to go in the top three rounds in 2019, but, um, he committed to Mississippi state and went undrafted. Um, but he's going to be really good. He has nice size. He's 6'2, 227. Um, Judd Fabian at Florida is a guy you probably heard a lot about. Um, you talked about Ivan Melendez. There's Ben Joyce who was at Tennessee, um, 6'5". 225, 21 years old. He was born in the year 2000, which still throws me off. Throws 105. Um, My daughter's born in the year 2000, by the way. And he throws 105 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and the velocity went viral because, I mean, it was just insane this season, what we were seeing. He started at a community college, um, made his way to Tennessee. Um, but yeah, touched 105. But interesting to see because I do believe that he is strictly a reliever. Isn't that what we landed on in our previous episodes? Hmm. I think it's where he's going to end up for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So even though he's able to maintain that for multiple innings, I think that's where his future would definitely be. These are just awesome names that like when the draft is coming, we'll obviously be covering it 
well, Maddie will be covering it an insane amount on our Twitter. Um, but these are some guys to be looking out for because you are going to be seeing some of these guys in the show in the next couple of years. Um, so these are who to pay attention to, who to know. And now Aussie lingo today is brought to you by the Hudson Valley Renegades. It's the high a affiliate of the New York Yankees. Um, you can visit hvrenegades.com for tickets. The stadium is in Wappinger Falls, New York. Um, and this is the deal we've been telling you about all year. You can buy one, get one lower box ticket the rest of the season with the code John boy. Um, you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at HV renegades. Um, and this is another way you're maybe some of these guys we just talked about are going to be with the Hudson Valley renegades because this is their high a affiliate. Um, but buy one, get one lower box ticket is pretty sick. And we keep talking about like cheap minor league games. We love to see it. Um, so make sure that you visit hvrenegades.com, buy one, get one lower box ticket the rest of the season with the code John Boy. Easy parking, not as much traffic to mm. young guys who are just happy to be there, grinding it out on buses, bad locker rooms, eating sandwiches, unless Max Scherzer is rehabbing for your team and buys a $7,000 spread and gives you AirPods. Um, Jacob deGrom, what did he do? I don't know. But whatever um, renegades. Yes. Much easier than Yankee Stadium. Although Yankee Stadium is great. Okay. You know what I, you know what I heard? What? I heard Jacob deGrom went in there like Oprah was like, you get a car and you get a car. Ready? Stop. <laughs> uh, you guys know what spit the dummy is, right? No. Nope. Spit the dummy. I, I literally don't know. I, I, that's, Spit the dummy. I love the fact that you don't know because I read that and I'm like, oh, it's so obvious. Looking at you two, your two faces right now, I'm just gonna, I'm, I've got to stop thinking. <laughs> in general, just in general. Spit the dummy. Um, kind of like a, I don't know, like nose goes, like he has, he has to do it. Spit okay. the dummy. A variation of duck, duck, goose. Ooh. <laughs> Spit the dummy. To totally lose patience and express one's anger. Because we call pacifiers dummies. So if you're spitting the dummy, you're a little child who's like, <laughs> so use it in a sentence. Oh, can you believe how bad that guy to spit the dummy? Oh, like lost his mind. Lost his mind. Yeah. Man, I spat the dummy. Spat. Spat. Spit. Spat or spat. spit. Okay. Either one. Yeah. It is written as spit the dummy. That's good. I like that one. Then just make it up. Sweet. Hey, yeah. thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Cheers. We this is water. Um Feel free to comment about my new office setup if you like it. If you don't like it, I've got a lot of room to move around, so we can just go. We can go anywhere you like. Let me know. We hope to see you guys in Los Angeles with us in just a couple of weeks. If you are there and you don't say hello to us, Hmm. farm on, farm often. Get ready for the draft, baby. Get ready. We love y'all. We'll see you next. Wednesday.